Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Good morning, everybody. It's Michelle Collins. It's the Michelle Collins Show. Thank you for joining us. We have done shows all week long. I just want to get some credit. A friend who listens texted going, wow, I'm really impressed you worked all week. And I'm going, yeah, I know. I worked all week and I'm happy to because I like doing it. Um, Very exciting show today because for those who follow the show and follow me on Instagram, you know that uh, we launched a new tier called, and maybe I should introduce her before I even say what the tier is called, but it's going to be a tier with episodes featuring my mom. And also we're going to do video content, including a huge New Year's Eve special, which is uh, coming out tomorrow. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. You love her. It's technically our last show of the year. I figured what better way to wrap up this incredible year, (laughs) this unbelievable year, than by welcoming your favorite guest on the show, my dear mother, Judy Collins, live from Miami. Judy, mom, good morning. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Hi. Happy New Year. You know what and I find how funny? How is everybody doing? Hi. You know what I find funny? That I knew this was going to happen, by the way, where I, the name of the tier is the Hello Everybody tier because you always open the show by saying Hello Everybody. And I knew I was going to say to you, you know, don't forget to use your catchphrase. When the show starts, 
just, you know, to remind people and leave it to you that the one day we're here, we're actually trying to promote and I'm trying to tell people about this tier that you don't say hello, everybody. Right. What did I say? Good morning, everybody. Oh, sorry. Hello, everybody. How <laughs> are you? you. Hi, That's Michelle. better. Well, sales are, are through you? the roof. Sales through the roof. Thanks, mom. I needed that. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm good. How are you? How's everybody? I just oh, saw you last night. What's new? Well, you know, since last night to today, I can tell you it's kind of windy outside in Miami today. Okay. But otherwise, sunny and nice, but windy. So I'm not planning to leave. I'm staying in my beautiful place. Very nice. And by the way, because uh, people love these updates. How's dad feeling? My father heard he's his back. Feeling, he's feeling much better. Okay. And, Good. Uh, you know, still a little pain. I think he yanked his back out yesterday. Probably lifting something. Well, like do you want to tell people? Yeah. <laughs> wow, like really circling the drain. <laughs> my father, who's in his... Let's call it now late seven. Let's call it mid seventies, but it's on the later side of mid. Right. Went to Costco with my mom. Now, let me also add, listener, and you know, I said this to you yesterday, but I think it's a, it's actually an interesting conversation to have here, which is, I'm in Miami. You know, happy to help my parents. In fact, I want to say maybe two weeks ago, I went to pick stuff up at the dry cleaner, and the guy goes, "Oh, you want to take everything for your mom and dad?" I go, "Of course." So he gave me this stuff. Uh, I was happy. I like to help. I think most people like to feel altruistic. I brought it up to the apartment and my mom and dad were like, wow, you brought us our cleaning. Like as though you acted as though I seriously like lifted one of you out of a well. And I'm going, yes, I'm happy to help you. I, you know, I do the show. I I have other things that I work on and then I'm happy to help you do stuff. And it's very difficult for you to accept my help. For example, I go to Costco. I would love to bring you water from Costco. I'm strong. I like lifting things. I'm good at it. And yet you never take advantage of me offering my help. Well, I told you yesterday, we will take that advantage next time you're there. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. I think that you you know what it is. I hope so. Listen, it's really, we're only two people. We like bottled water and uh, we get it at Costco, but, uh, we can, they can also deliver it, you know? So that's the thing. Uh, we made a mistake yesterday. So All right, well, I'm glad he, he's better. Yeah, much better. It's uh, going to go also... away. It's just a muscle. It sure is. Well, yeah. all right. That's good to hear. I, um, I had an interesting day yesterday, which I told you a little bit about. It's funny now with my mom, I'm like, we got to save it for the show. But I went, I won't say where, but I went, uh, actually one of our listeners reached out to tell me about this app where you can book, it's called Resort Pass. You know, you can book a, a hotel wherever you're staying to use the pool or the beach in the case of Miami, because a lot of hotels have chairs in the beach. Now, you know, and mom, you know this about me that I don't like to go to the beach unless there's someone with a chair and a towel. Like I'm not someone who schleps a chair to the beach. I don't like bringing, I have no coolers. I've never owned a picnic basket. I don't like to schlep food, bring a drink to me, a sandwich and a towel, and I'm happy. Well, I have to tell you, we feel the same way. Right. So I booked yesterday <laughs> a, a higher end hotel. I won't say where, but a, a nice hotel. I was actually shocked at how inexpensive the pass was because, you know, it was cheap for access to their amenities. And uh, I sh- you have to pay for valet. I showed up by myself in my worst. I bought a bathing suit at Ross. I'm test 
driving some bathing suits before the cruise with uh, Jay Cornell. Cause you know, I'm going on a cruise in two weeks and yes. uh, or like three weeks actually. And um, I figure, let me, uh, let me test drive some cheaper bathing suits. And I'm happy I did. Cause I bought one on Amazon mom, like 30 bucks a couple weeks ago. Oh, and it really nice, like royal blue, it fits nice. But you know, my mom, we're busty ladies. We need a little support up top. And this exactly. one, we need like no. an underwire in a bathing suit, basically. And a little, and a little tension. Let's be honest, a little fabric tension. No question. Well, let me like, tell you this um, one. Perhaps like a better, you know, elastic or something, just you know, to exactly. keep it nice. I agree. To, to keep it nice and keep them tight. Uh, and this one, I would say, uh, very relaxed fit up top. Both of them, actually, the Ross one too. So that's what I've realized. When you don't spend the money on a bathing suit, obviously the quality of the Lycra is going to be shitty. I, so right. I was, I was long and low. But anyway, I walked into this place. <laughs> it was packed. It was so busy. Oh, when I got there, and you know, I show up. I'm, I'm in beach mode, so I look like. Trunchbull, you know, I have no makeup on, my hair's in a ponytail, I'm in jeans and a t-shirt. I'm not like some girls that might let's curious one. Some women can pull off makeup free at the beach. Yeah, look, I feel that you can do that though. I saw you yesterday coming from that place. You had no makeup on. And let me tell you, your skin is flawless. And you looked very, very pretty. So I don't know why you always feel inadequate without makeup. You look very pretty. I'm By telling it to you like your mom. And if you didn't, I would have said, you know, smear something on. But seriously, you didn't need it. Uh, I really laughing. mean that. This is, by the way, listener, this is my version <laughs> of, <laughs> of Inception to have my mother who criticized me my entire life going, I don't know why you're like this, uh, why you feel inadequate. <laughs> I wonder why, mom. Would I feel inadequate? Mm, well, you know, that's on. On you. what is that? that you, you blame everything on me, and that's on you. I don't know why you feel you were. We always told you that you were pretty. So I'm telling you, you didn't need makeup. Going to the beach where you sweat and you know you have that makeup starts dripping, that, that's really well, not a great look. No, no, no. I couldn't wear makeup, but I feel like, I mean, maybe the part of it, the problem is also that my hair is so thick. So, you know, I don't have, my hair is quite short at the moment and it's very thick, especially by the crown. So I end up getting, you know, the big monster in Looney Tunes, the red one. Rihanna once had a coat that looked like it, who chases Bug, Bugs Bunny in the um, barbershop. That's yeah. what my hair ends up looking like. And so, so, you know, I was looking around anyway. What's funny is, first of all, I get there not looking for me my best. You know, I'm not feeling cute. Listen, mom, you're also beautiful. And I know when you don't have makeup on, you also complain about how you look. Yeah, Am but let's not compare you and me. I don't, I never look a, a, a quarter pretty like you, a, only with makeup. I, if I go without makeup, seriously, people don't recognize me. Uh, let's, let's put that out there. I really mean that. That's how she goes off the grid, listener. If you're ever looking really? for my mom in Miami. I have to tell you something. Many years ago, when you were a baby, I think uh, we ran out of either diapers or, you know, formula or whatever. And it was early in the morning before Daddy went to work. We lived in Miami Beach and I told Daddy, you know, wait a few minutes. Uh, let me just run to Publix to get what I need. And I didn't have any makeup on. And I ran into the uh, nurses from the uh, doctor that delivered you. And mm -hmm. I, I, they're going, Judy, and I'm going, go, holy crap, you know, I look like <laughs> shit. And since then, I never, ever, ever left the house without makeup. 
I mean, you yeah, have left the you house. You can only do this to me once, but never <laughs> twice. Well, 40 years. Imagine how much yeah, SJ really. Louder <laughs> double wear foundation has been <laughs> just the, poured the, through. The, the rivers, the rivers of foundation. <laughs> <Yeah>. I really. <laughs> You know, you're right, though, because you've never left. I've seen you leave without eye makeup on, but then you keep your sunglasses on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's if it's like an emergency or something. Well, I had my hair in a ponytail. It was quite thick, whatever. I had no makeup on. I just, I wasn't feeling, let's put it this way. As I'm going to check in with this resort pass, and I'm going to tell you something funny about it in a second, I look in front of me, and in front of me stood one of the world's most famous chefs. I'm going to say something before I say who, and I didn't bring this up yesterday. I've always found him quite hot. I don't know how you feel about him. No, he's a handsome looking he's man. He's a hot no, guy. Okay, no good. doubt. Yeah. Uh, I would Eric, say mm. he could be the hottest chef. <clears throat> Interesting. I, mean, I wouldn't say the hottest chef. Well, excuse me. <laughs> uh, Mario, better Batali, than Bobby Slay. Oh, get <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Certainly, uh, you know, Mario is in a, you know, no, he's in a problem. But yeah. he's uh, handsomer than uh, Gordon Ramsay. He is better looking than Gordon Ramsay. Uh, better looking than Bobby Flay. That's up for debate. Now, I've heard some things about Bobby that I won't say here because I enjoy I enjoy working, even if it's on uh, an independent platform. However, oh, I see. Um, I... Uh, all these chefs are fucked. Have you ever, Mom? I know no, we don't talk we about your dating. About looks. You were talking about hot chefs. To I, me, find, I think I Bobby think, is handsome. I, I mean, I find him good looking. I don't. This I know guy what you're is saying. handsomer. I'm not saying he's not handsome. This guy is, you know, perhaps taller. There is something more. Let me say the name. About this one, I think. Well, the problem is, is this one is French, so automatically he has that European BDE, you know, which Slayer. is a different feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever just out of curiosity before I reveal this um, incredible, incredibly <laughs> dragged out blind item? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever, uh, and I know we don't often talk about your life pre-dad, um, because really there wasn't much of it because you got married so young, but have you ever dated a chef in your lifetime? No, but funny enough that your grandparents, my parents owned the restaurant in Tel Aviv, where actually my mother cooked everything, but in those years, nobody ever called them chefs. You know, I never considered my mother a chef. Think right. about it. Yeah, no, but she was an amazing, amazing. Let me tell you that this, that this uh, mystery chef that you're about to reveal (laughs) (laughs) would have loved my mom's cooking. It was Hungarian style, and she was an amazing cook, an amazing baker. I mean, she baked amazing cakes, and uh, she was really good. She had a talent, and everything she she cooked was fantastic and they had a thriving business but in those years uh, who called somebody a chef well remember the fight that bethany got into with kelly ben simone on real housewives of new york like wait are you a cook or are you a chef there was a whole storyline about whether bethany was a cook or a chef because i think she called herself a chef see let me say something many many years ago my mom learned to cook probably from her mother or many recipes that I cook that I learned from my own mother. You know, we didn't, my mom didn't go to like a cooking school or culinary sure. school or something like that. I think once you graduate from that kind of a background, you can be called a chef. It's a skilled and trained cook. To exactly. me, both Bethany and Kelly Ben Simone were liars because Bethany called herself a chef, which she is not. And Kelly said she went to Columbia, which she really didn't because she went to general studies. So 
everyone is blowing smoke. But back to well, the let me tell you, but nobody is a bigger liar than the new congressman from New oh, York. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Wait. <laughs> I, it's one of on my list. We're going to do news oh today. It's gosh. on my list. That's, by the oh. way, an update is that in the new year, uh, we're getting back to some of our old habits and I will be doing uh, news updates again, like in the good old days. Okay. But anyway, I, 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 the, uh, it's so good not to do it. No, this we have to talk about because I have, I mean, don't jump ahead. Too many blind oh, items. Sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh my God. This one with the line, just put a pin in it. Oh. Anyway, long story short, uh, by the way, he is one of the nicest manicures that congressman. We'll talk about it later. Okay, wait. So anyway, I'm standing in this beautiful hotel, and the mystery chef is Eric Repair, who uh, is, you know, I think I've met him years ago. It's hard to remember, honestly, but uh, there he is. Well, I'm sorry. I Googled him. I wouldn't say he's handsomer than Bobby Flay. Does he have a sexier he's vibe? He's a little older than Bobby Flay, but yeah. he's... He's a very, very handsome man. I'm sorry. No, he's a good looking uh, guy, but yeah. you know, he looked older. I'm seeing that he's, I don't think he's 57. He looked well into his sixties yesterday. May I just say? Well, um, maybe, maybe he's lying on his resume also. Maybe. No, he really did look older. Um, long story short, he was there and I was very excited because, oh my gosh, you know, Laverna Dan, if you don't know who he is, you don't watch enough Bravo cooking competitions because he's constantly a judge, you know, a judge or they always bring him in. Um, but he's a uh, very, very well known anyway. So I was excited and I go to check in and the people, what I've noticed about this resort pass, and maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but basically if you just walk into a hotel and go, I, I have a resort pass, they go, okay. Like no one knows what it is. They're like, great. Enjoy. <laughs> like, literally nobody <laughs> knew what it was. And oh. so I, they sort of did. So I, I checked in, they were very nice at the hotel. They walked me, uh, the girl who walked me to show me where the pool was, was Italian. So of course, you know, I'm like you. So I go, you know, that you had a very famous chef standing there. And she goes, I know we all ran out from the back to look. We're all very excited. I oh, was like, really? Oh, that's yeah. nice. I'm glad he was recognized. That's nice. No, he was. And he looked, I mean, he looked very European. There's just a difference with European men versus idiots in Miami. You know, a guy like that walks in a room. He's elegant. He's, you know, he's got it. He's chic. I agree with you. I was going to say about chefs, however, and that's why I asked you if you've ever dated a chef, because uh, as someone who has, uh, they are a very um, troublesome or troubled bunch, I'll say. They're troubled. Oh, I I didn't even know this is a revelation that you dated the chef. Uh, here well, in I don't the United tell... States? Or no, Europe? overseas, in Europe, oh, in formerly, oh. formerly known as Europe. But let me say that... Um, yeah, they're very, uh, a lot of drugs. You know what I mean? Look at Anthony Bourdain, poor guy, who a lot of demons. It's very weird. I think that there are two, and I hate to say this, but I think there are two professions that troubled people get into. Cooking and comedy. <laughs> These are my theories. I really do. Yeah. Comedians also quite dark, not always, but the funniest ones usually are. Let me tell you, a being a chef, you know, I can only, you know, think about how my mom was. And uh, it's a very, it's a high pressure uh, job. Not only that you have to produce delicious food, but then when the customers come in, you know, everything has to go out in time. People are in a hurry. I'm waiting too long. You know yourself. Sometimes you sit in a restaurant, 20 minutes pass by, nothing came in front of you. And, you know, so you start to complain and it trickles down. 
there's a lot of pressure and I can see where they, you know, start using the here and there something just to alleviate the pressure. I, are, I you, are you suggesting that um, Ima, my grandmother, was doing lines in the back? I'm joking. Yeah, a bump only, here and there? If she was, that would have helped me. You yeah, know, but no, she, <laughs> she, she not only didn't, my mother uh, disliked doctors. And even, you know, in the years when she oh, retired boy. and she really needed to see doctors, she never would go. And I think that I'm kind of like, uh, I'm like well, her in that way. I'm like that too. I don't like too. going to doctors. I don't like taking medicine. And we are just the opposite of those chefs, basically. There you go. Yeah, that's true. You really don't take anything. Um administering a COVID test to you was one of the more traumatic experiences of my life. I just want <laughs> the listener me too. to know. Let me just tell you. <laughs> it was Not really weird. You. When I see the two one coming close to my face, let me tell you, I'm freaking out. It's really odd. You know, it, it was just not what I was expecting to happen. It was really like dealing with a little five-year-old child. It was uncomfortable. But Michelle, anyway. how do other people, what do they do? I, you you see sit there. One coming a, 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 at your nostril. I mean, what do you do? Don't you, you know, bulk a little bit? Don't you jump back? No, as uh, an adult, just... I sit there and they put it in and you grin and you bear it. You've never grinned and bared it, bared it before in your life? I, I used to grin. I don't know about bearing it. <laughs> it's sad that you used to grin. We'll touch on that later when we, when we approach the news. <laughs> anyway, so I went to this uh, nice hotel. Eric left him in, in the dust, went down, ended up laying on the beach. It was, I got to tell you, I was actually thinking to myself, had I booked a room, because it's a really elegant, obviously, if Eric is there, you know, it's a nice hotel. Had I booked a room at this hotel, I would have been pissed because the room's easier six, seven hundred dollars a night, easy. And uh I paid I, you know, under a hundred bucks, you know, not even to go lay uh on this chair. There had to be, if ever I've been more convinced that I don't want children, I gotta tell you that this for me was the final this ain't for you. There was not one <laughs> cute kid, you know, because sometimes I'll see a cute, well-behaved kid. You know, I love little precocious children. So little um Jonathan Lipnicki's, you know, cute, smart kids who are ahead of their time, old soul children. I like kids like that. These kids were obnoxious, screaming, screaming loud, running ever. I mean, it's the beach. So I understand it's their vacation. It's their time to let out steam. Obviously, I did not say anything. I just grinned and I bared it. That's going to be the name of the episode. But even <laughs> like I wanted to have, you know, a little drinky or something. There wasn't a server there. I couldn't get a water. I mean, I just lay there. Luckily, I brought a little spin drift. But I guess my tip to the listener is that if there's a nice hotel in your area that you are uh, thinking of trying out, it can't hurt to just, you got to walk in and know like you know where you're going. Look like you know where you're going. I really don't think anyone would stop you. I mean it. It's my theory. You know, it's it, it really is an amazing idea. There's only one problem. Yeah. You went by yourself and there was True. a fee. Now, if let's say you go with a family. That's different. Of four, I agree. Now it's becoming ridiculous. Whereas maybe it would be cheaper in, in like not a five-star hotel, but perhaps a three-star hotel on the beach where you can actually do get the room, you know, and mm-hmm. then you get the beach access and all that. Because for a family of four to no, spend I agree. that kind of money, that's a lot of money. I'm not disagreeing with you. They can also do like cabanas. They have options for bigger groups, which do end up being cheaper. Yeah, but than if you go a family, then you, you know, the yeah. money comes out from one pocket. Yeah, but my point, listen, I'm not going to get into the uh, economics of this app. I'm just saying <laughs> that if you have 
a family of five, six people, you can do like a day bed where everyone can sit and it's like half the price of what you're thinking. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All right. Uh, not, it's unsponsored I'm content. I'm glad you had a great time. It sounded like fun. It was fine. And, I got uh, no tan. I laid out for three and a half hours. I walked out somehow paler than when I walked in. But what was funny is that I became friends. You know, I'm always nice to everyone. So uh, I became friendly with the people who work there who were really nice. All young kids, you know, like winter job in the season. And the girl who worked the front like umbrella stand or whatever, you know, when I walked out, I went, tell me something. She goes, yeah. And we had already been funny with each other. I go, wow, everyone is so hideous. <laughs> wow, wow, these people are hideous. She went, I know there's not, there was literally no eye candy. You know, normally you go, especially in Miami, you go to the beach, something. And I don't know, is it just that people are just worse looking? And, and what's funny is that then I got in my car and I looked in the mirror and I looked absolutely fucking yeah. crazy. I thought you looked great. So no, but I'm like, that's... oh no, eye candy. Meanwhile, I have like one eyeball hanging up, but um, nevertheless, yeah, I don't know. Just, I, it, it was fun. I don't know if I do it again. But uh, anyway, that was my experience. You know, you should do it again, but maybe with a different uh, hotel, a different resort. I know, but you know, you have to find out who has it and then just go to, you know, maybe a different location. Mm -hmm. I'll try it. Um, I was going to say something else. I was telling you about this podcast that I've been listening to that is fascinating. And it's interesting that especially as someone who doesn't want kids and my mom is very disappointed about this, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I like to travel. I like to be free. You know, I see these mothers. I saw these moms yesterday walking, like watching them stressed out of their minds, tuning their children out. You know, the kids are screaming. These mothers are, they look like from apocalypse now, you know, just sitting there ignoring their, ignoring their own kids. It's not for me. I'll wait for a response. Well, I uh, let me say, you know, a little kids, a little kids. What can you do? But to me, listen, even when you were up to the age of five, you did not come with us to certain, you know, occasions. Like if we went to the Doral Hotel for the Passover Seder, until the age of five, you stayed home. I had a babysitter and she stayed with you because both daddy and I chose not to run, you know, after a four-year-old, for example, which is a normal thing. Little kids are not going to sit still. You know, they're going to run around. They're going to make some noise. I understand it. On the beach, it's a whole different thing. The only thing is these little kids, Michelle, they grow up. And then and you you have a family. You get older. You have grandchildren. You uh, have listen family. to me. Let me you stop know. you in your tracks. I'm stopping you in your tracks. I know there are a lot of moms who listen to the show, by the way. So, and I respect everyone's choices. And it's, I believe, much like, uh, I'm trying to think of something like if you like animals, innately, I've never wanted kids. I've never been around a friend with kids and thought, I want this. You know what I mean? Whereas I've been to um, a store and seen like shoes that I've liked, you know, and been like, I need them. I have never just wanted that. I don't know what it is. But it's, it's okay, I, Michelle, because we live in I know. a world where you don't, you're not, you know, uh, forced to have kids. Uh, you, thank God choice. for that. And I have to tell you this, that even, and we've talked about this, but even looking at, uh, listen, I don't want to have like seriously, you know, a, an apocalyptic show, but just for me, it's a lot of pressure. I also, I'm a child. I can barely get my own life together. Now I'm going to be responsible for another person. You how do you even enroll there. them in school? No, how do you even, how do you get a kid in school? I have no idea. What do you do? You walk in? I don't know. How do you enroll a child in school? Things well, like this. Are you joking, Michelle? What do you mean how? You you live somewhere and there are schools. Then you go there, you enroll your kid. 
That's I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what you're saying. So wait, um, I'm listening to this podcast, speaking of schools called, uh, sold a story, I believe is the name. Let me just make sure before I give you misinformation, but it's, uh, a podcast about how America's public school children and many private school kids, I'm sure as well, are no longer being taught phonetics. How mom, when you and I were growing up and you're learning to read, uh, that humans are born with an innate ability to speak and to communicate via language, but mm-hmm. we are not born with an innate ability to read. That is something that you have to be taught from beginning to end. And they changed the uh, school of thought, I guess, behind how they're teaching kids to read and how this was sort of exposed, which is so interesting. It is a great podcast. I'm two episodes in. And again, is it's just more from a human perspective of how we, our brains function and how we learn. And I'll be honest with you, I am worried also for this next generation. And that also weighs in heavily on my choices uh, because I look at what these kids are into and what they're doing and how the cell phone and how the internet has completely warped, not only the way they learn, I think it's really changed a lot of things for, for the worse, my opinion. A hundred percent. I changed. agree with you. Uh, attention spans. It's changed the way that kids communicate. Even social, exactly. Not only it's communication, you know, it's social behavior, how one behaves with the other. I'm watching kids, you know, everybody, let's say if we go to a restaurant or anywhere, every child, seriously, either they're staring at the phone or at an iPad. I never saw it. In other words, they're not even looking at the world around them. Right. They're not seeing faces of people that are walking by or anything. It's just glued to that you know, like the, the the two by three little screen and whatever the hell they're watching there, which I'm sure it's not educational. And that's what they're, they're being raised on. And it's outrageous because this generation of kids, and I'm reading also in the New York Times articles, they are, they, are, they don't even know how to read. Let that's, alone, well, that's what the know, podcast is. Nothing. Yeah. No, and it's not only that, you know, I was, um, there, there's this meme that goes around. It's like more of a format than an actual individual one where, mm-hmm. uh, girls who are, let's say in their thirties or my age, let's call them millennials, even though I'm on the cusp, but I am a millennial will say, this is what girls at 13 look like now. And here was me. And they'll show a video of a, a girl from today's generation who yeah. is, they look 25. They're in a cutoff shorts and a tube top doing a TikTok dance. And they seriously look, I hate to say it, like a stripper. And then they cut to a video of that girl when she was 13 with like a painted on goatee singing the Backstreet Boys, you know, like some dorky 13 year old who looks like a kid, doesn't look like some adult woman, you know, that's another issue. But, you know, I think about it also when I was young and I'm sure when you were too, it is something that I think future generations panic about. Like when they look back, Um, I know that when I was a teenager and we were reading, I don't know, Sassy Magazine or Seventeen or whatever. I think there was also even then worry that uh, kids were being sexualized too young or perhaps watching too much television and their ADD via the TV, all these things. This has been in the conversation a long time, but I really think that the internet and the phones have made it so that kids don't even need to read anymore. They just don't need to read. They just need to watch. Their Listen, when, to you, they, when you were young, and let's say you were watching TV. When we went out, you did not schlep the television with you. 
Do you understand what I mean? You true. can take a book with you. That was easy to take. You can say, Ma, I'm going to have lunch with you and Marilyn. I'll take the book with me. While you're talking to her, I'm going to read my story. Why do I But sound like a it's... 1920s gangster as a child? Ma, <laughs> Ma, But I'm today... going to take a book when you sit with Marilyn. I'm going to read my book. <laughs> <laughs> But today, it's not the case. There are no books. These kids... You There can no ask books. any child, what, what have you read lately? And they stutter. They don't even know what you're talking about. Well, I'm telling they, you. So not, nobody reads. This podcast, seriously, listen to it. It's, um, let me just open up my podcast app. It's called Soul to Story. And it's really, really interesting. And actually, the episode two, I, um, I cried because oh. uh, they open. Oh, my God. I don't want to spoil it, but. They open, it's, I just also want to say who hosts it because she's actually very good. You know, normally I find the voices of these hosts annoying. That's why I barely ever listen to any podcasts. It doesn't say here who uh, hosts it, but she's very talented. Oh, oh Emily Hanford. And she's a, um, an academic. You know, she's someone who has studied learning behaviors in children, but she's very pleasant to listen to. She's nice. I see. Um, what I was going to say is episode two opens up with a story about a Vietnam vet who was also illiterate and he was sent off to war and his um, colonel or whatever knew that the guy couldn't read. So he had him as like an assistant, you know, they're helping with other tasks around the camp or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that when there was an attack on their base, he was fine, but he had to go help people who were injured, including men who were dying in front of him. And one guy says to him, please, I'm begging you. It's so sad, actually. I mean, I was crying to like write a letter to his mother and he didn't know how to, and he pretended to write this letter and he oh. it stayed with him the rest of his life. I mean, just obviously we all know the value of, of reading, but where it got exposed, which is interesting, is that because of COVID, these parents were home with their kids, not sending them off to school. And she has a couple parents who speak up about it who are in the room, like either they don't work and they're with their kids or whatever, and they're eavesdropping on their kindergarten child's lesson. Mm -hmm. And they're seeing that instead of, let's say, sounding out, you know, dog, cat, whatever it is, that these teachers are covering up a word. They're showing a picture of a cat and then going, now, what do you think this next word is? What do you think it's going to be? And so the kids Without are like... Without seeing the letters? Exactly. Oh, well, that that is not smart. Let me what is tell this? you, uh, not even a picture. A magician, it's David Blaine now, it's how to read. I don't understand it. And then they remove the thing and go, Kat, it's it's wild. It's insane. And so these parents said, well, hold on a second here. And they had to go themselves on Amazon and buy books and sit with their children to actually teach them how to read. But, you know, there's also like, as you know, with any language, when you're little, it, that's when you're hungry to learn. And when your of mind course. is able to you absorb things. it faster uh, than as you grow. It's very stressful. Words. What stresses me out is like, this is the next generation. Some of the statistics yes. are insane right. about how many kids can't read. Anyway. And not only that, but I also read that because of COVID and because that one year that these children, all the children lost, they really, it's like three years behind. In other words, they, when it comes to reading, to math and all other subjects, they, these children, and it's not only in America, it's in other countries as well. They are literally three years behind yeah. where they should be you know, age-wise. And uh, and it's a horrible thing. I mean, what can you do? You know, but that's why they have summer schools and courses and tutors. And, uh, you know, if if parents can afford it, I would definitely invest in something like this. Well, that's the whole thing. And, and this is, again, where we get into, like, 
our culture where that's the key word. If parents can afford it, not only financially, but with their time, because how do you expect now a single mother who's working to then come home and teach her kid how to read? I mean, it's ridiculous. I know you don't. Yeah, I know. I I agree with you a hundred percent, but I have to also say something to you, Michelle, and uh, to the listeners. And I've said it to my family, 55 years I'm in the United States. All I hear since 1967 is, oh, the uh, education system in America needs an overhaul. We need to invest in teachers, in principals, in school, in infrastructure, and nothing is being done. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. It does not matter because it stagnates and nothing is being done and our kids are growing dumb and really whose fault is that uh, i 100% agree parents. but uh, uh but listen i don't even think i agree with you 100% um I mean, I'll, I'll give Democrats credit in the sense that at least they're not removing books or banning books from the library, which in many cases I think is also, how about instead of banning books, you teach them how to read, then you ban them. You know what I mean? Well, you know, you have a point, but uh, this banning thing, it only started now. And by now it's already too late because the books that they're banning, it's, it doesn't matter. When the kids don't know how to read, then they don't know how to read any book. No, I agree with you. Yeah, Listen, you agree? Anyway. Uh, yeah, well, I sure we are do. in a big trouble. There is money to go everywhere except not to where it's important. A hundred percent. And that I'll tell you this, and this is when I become a socialist because our system is completely broken. So that's my point is that the Democrats go in and I completely agree. I really think that all politicians are narcissists who are like, I'm going to fix things. And then once you get into that whirlpool of politics, which is money and it's power and it's clicks and all kinds of things like that. Um, I think people lose themselves in it. I don't believe, I, I don't even know why anybody would want a normal person with good intentions would want to get into politics, which actually is a perfect segue into this guy. Uh, this but let Jewish, me just, let me uh, interrupt yeah? you for one Please. second. That <laughs> what I heard from a relative of ours, your brother is that because I used to say, how come, you know, an ex-politician was dying, you know, to get in, let's say, to the Senate? And now that he's there, I don't even know what he's doing. He goes, you right. don't understand, Ma. Once you're in, you're, you only work to get in again. In other words, That's all it. they do once they're in is what? I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a popularity contest, though. Well, something like that. I agree with you. No. I agree. The, it's exactly what we're saying. Is it's it's a nonstop campaign. You get in, and the moment that you're in, you started to campaign for this next six years or the four years, whatever the case may be, just to get in again. Mm. And that's why nobody's doing anything. You cannot, you know, uh, legislate laws when you're not in Washington, but let's say you're in Iowa, you know, campaigning for your next job. I mean, it's ridiculous. No, I agree. Did you get closer to the phone just now? No, no, um, the phone is already in Hialeah. Don't worry about it. Okay. Anyway, there's this congressman who has been revealed to be a liar. His name is George Santos. Um, not only are you touching stuff there, anytime you make a noise, I hear it because the iPhone, what is it with these iPhone microphones, by the way, that pick up I mean, I hear sounds, you know, I have this misophonia, so every little sound. So please try not to I'm make it. I'm sorry, I picked up my reading glasses, if you don't mind. <laughs> oh. Anyway, George Santos is a congressman elect in New York. 
Long from Island. Long Island. Yeah. No, you're not saying it right. You got to say it like, uh, like a uh, Long Islander. No, you got to say it like George's mother. Some, you know, Jewish woman from Long Island. Anyway. <laughs> so George Santos. I'm not uh, Yeah. <laughs> Donna Changstein. He's under investigation. It's actually related to Donna Changstein in a way. Uh, but the reverse where he has lied about his heritage saying he's, he, I mean, his line about the Jewish thing going, no, I said, I'm Jewish. <laughs> um, <laughs> his education. He said he worked at Goldman Sachs, which he never did. Did you see? And this is a terrible thing, but yesterday, uh, somebody uncovered that he had tweeted about a year or two ago that his mother passed away in 9-11. His <laughs> mother, hold on. His mother, and again, I don't know if even this is true, but I think his mother was in one of the towers on 9-11, which do not get me wrong, is traumatizing. But she passed away like five years ago, you know, not 9-11. Well, let me tell you, the guy is a Republican. And at this point, it doesn't matter from which side of the aisle he would. They really need to eject him from the Congress. I'm sorry. Yes, of course. Of course. So let's see what's going to happen. He's being investigated now. And let's see what they're going to dig up on him. And, uh, you know, there is also now they're saying that there is some campaign money, you know, that was, uh, you know, perhaps a, a ill-gotten or he spent it in the wrong place. So let's see what they're going to dig up on him. You know, I, I'm looking, I, I mean, I'm not going to go into this guy's appearance because people have been like, you know, very mean about him on Twitter and whatever else. I will say he should get his filler adjusted. And I thought I'm going to leave it at that. Like there's some filler situation going on there. I'm seeing a picture of him now in front of the Republican Jewish coalition annual oh. leadership <laughs> meeting. It's a lot of words, yeah. but his contouring is truly chefs. Even uh, Eric repair would be impressed with his contouring <laughs> chef's kiss. He's contoured for the, to the gods, as they say, uh, it would be funny. It, I, the only way that I'll allow this, you know, guy to, kind of get him off the hook is if somehow he infiltrated the Republican party and is even lying maybe about who he is, if that makes any sense. No, like order... but they're saying that he could be a Russian spy because he was in Moscow so many times that a they Russian don't understand. You know, that's what I read. I'm Googling that George Santos, Russian. I'm doing it with one hand spy. Hold on a minute. Oh my God. How did it take so long for them to um, uncover it? What I don't understand how they don't vet people that are going into Congress, you know, even prior to uh, election or anything to find out if, you know, all this bullshit is true. I'm sorry. Yeah. It says here, this is back in late November that Andrew, this must be what started the uncovering because back uh, on November 30th of this year, the Daily Beast has this article saying that a Russian oligarch's cousin funneled cash to New York politicians. So this guy, Andrew Intrader, ironic last name, uh, money manager to Russian Victor Vexelberg, gave $56,000 to George Santos, who called Ukraine totalitarian. Isn't it also funny how in the early 80s, every Republican, you know, was rightfully against Russia. And now they're on Russia's side. I mean, uh, what planet am I on? I don't understand where I'm living. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand how this war in Ukraine is still allowed to continue. I'm sorry. We have a United Nations. You know, we want to make some money for education. Get rid of those people that are doing nothing. And it's costing the United States literally billions of dollars. 
to keep that building afloat over there. I'm sorry, get them out. This mm-hmm. is how I felt years ago. There are so many wars. The United Nations has never, ever, never, ever brought peace to any country. Unless you cannot do it on your own, they're never involved. So who needs them? What are you they know, good for? Ask yourself. By the way, and this is my mother's new campaign platform. The United Nations, colon. Who needs them? <laughs> who needs them? Well, I have to ask you, do you need them? I, I, I don't need know. them. I, I don't they even like know. that building, to be honest with you. I find by it scary. The way, so what? But I have a by the way. The diplomats from all over the world that are working at the United Nations are wrecking millions and millions of dollars in um, fines, you know, where they park the cars in the wrong place oh, and all kinds of other, you know, vehicular transgressions. <laughs> and they never pay. They never, ever pay. And it's costing the city of New York and the New Yorkers millions of dollars. So get them the hell out of there. Yeah. You know, put it somewhere else in Namibia. Let me say this. Who needs them? I don't disagree. <laughs> Who needs them? The United Nations. Go. Who needs them? Judy Collins, vote for her next November. The lies <laughs> keep coming. This is now Daily Mail. George Santos also lied about attending prestigious New York City prep school. Yeah. Uh, and he's now facing a criminal probe. I think he might like that criminal probe. I'm not going to lie. He may like it. <laughs> <laughs> I criminal hope he probe. will not bulk like I do with the COVID test. <laughs> Oh boy. Now, there's another article I wanted to bring up to you, which went viral this weekend. And I know it actually, I'm very excited to hear your take on this, mom. Which the question is should babies be banned from first class? Was this something you wanted to talk about with me? Uh, Listen, if you can afford first class and you have a baby, uh, of course you take the baby with you. So why should they be banned? I don't understand. What is this now campaign against babies and children? As a parent and the baby is crying, which is normal because you know, sometimes the ears get clogged or there is a little sharp pain in the ear as an adult. So we can chew gum, we can yawn, but the baby can't because it can, you know, they just don't know how. Mm. I don't see anything wrong. I'm very sorry. Now I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And the name of my campaign is Babies. Who needs them? Who needs them? No. That's when I'm in first class. Wait, wait. No, don't say that. <laughs> let me no, finish. No. I let you speak. Let me speak. I'm joking, okay. first of all. Um, as someone who is a United uh, Platinum member, thank you. Uh, I'll pause for, I'll wait for your applause. Uh, I'm applauding right now very quietly as to there. not to disturb the phone. <laughs> By the way, I say there. that, but what's funny is, is that Anytime, you know, there's nothing worse than when you go to the airport. I don't know, nothing worse, but I say that, but there's a step above me. You can be a 1K, um, you know, United flyer. And oh. when you're waiting in the, in the line one, you know, to board, because I do get to board first, no matter where I'm sitting, um, mm-hmm. they let those people come in first. So they go, uh, and you, you feel very good about yourself. And then they go, can we get our 1K passengers up here? And then, excuse me, pardon me. And they look <laughs> out of the way. So you still feel like shit, just so people know, like you're still not on top unless you're really on top. But uh, as someone who is able to upgrade via miles, usually, because I can't afford a straight up business class ticket. I mean, they're usually over three grand. But, you know, day of the flight, they come up with some deals because usually most of the seats are empty. And many, many times, not always, I'm lucky enough with my mileage and points and whatever else to get upgraded. And I'll say that as someone who's six foot one, it is a game changer for me because um I can breathe. I don't get deep vein thrombosis. It's a, it's nice. 
I've been in first class when there are babies. I'm going to say a couple things that are annoying. One thing that I find annoying is when uh, only one parent gets upgraded. So one parent will be back in the back and then one will be in first. And then constantly the parents are playing Heisman Trophy with the baby, passing the baby first to here and then getting up to go bring the baby back. That also annoys me. And just let me speak my mind for a moment. What this article in the New York Times that uh, is from this past weekend is saying, and it's not wrong, a weekend. What am I saying? This past week. I don't know what day it is. Let me just put that out there. Anyway. It's Thursday. Thank you. Without a beat, without missing a beat. Thank you, mom. <laughs> no, but listen, when you're sitting there and you've paid, you know, whatever it is, let's say you paid four grand for you a ticket. You paid a mom. good amount of money. It's not cheap. Expensive. It's thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Even with the mileage, you usually still have to add a couple hundred. You know, it's, it's, it's money. And you're on an overnight flight and a baby is screaming, screaming, screaming in the thing. Now, the question is here, and this is now I'm, I'm on your side in a way. Because really the question is, what kind of class system are we running here? Because then why should the people who are in economy suffer, t- you know, so what, you make the poor people suffer? I say poor, obviously, is a moniker. But the people who are in the back, it's not right either. You know, why should they not sleep? And if anything, I'm going to put the argument out that by keeping the baby in first class, you're actually disturbing less people because there are less people sitting in the front of the plane versus an economy where now you're disturbing 100 people. So the more I think about it, I have to agree, you cannot ban babies from first class. And that's my official platform. I mean, for heaven's sakes, I can't believe that this is even up up for debate. It is. You know, you're you're a family. So now what about like a a three-year-old that misbehaves? The thing is that parents sometimes, you know, need to control, let's say like a three-year-old, don't kick the chair in front of you, you know, things like this. But a baby, a baby is crying. You know what? Bring with you earplugs and plug your ears. That's my suggestion. That's a great suggestion. Thank you. And Um, by the way, oh yeah, by the way, we have Mm -hmm. those turquoise earplugs that called heroes. You know, like heroes, but heroes. And let me say that if I can block daddy snoring, you can block a baby crying on first class with them. They're fabulous. And I thank you for reminding me this episode is sponsored by Heroes. So <laughs> head over. It's available Target, Walmart, and, anywhere and you buy I, your earplugs. Now I Amazon. buy it on Amazon. I Amazon. Get like three, four packs. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Heroes, go out and buy them. There you go. They should send you some free ones for this uh, free marketing. Let me just say. I don't need right now. I have a lot. All right, great. No, but it's what seriously, a- and Michelle, you, you use them too. Tell me that they don't block at least 70, 80% of huge noise. Can be engine noise from a plane, you know, if you sometimes on a snooze and that constant humming of the, of the engines on a plane, you know, you plug it in and it's quiet. It's really a fabulous thing. So listeners, you'll thank me. There you go. Buy heroes for yourself and enjoy enjoy what else did we want to talk about we had a whole situation you were trying to convince me that costco sells tiffany diamonds this was yesterday we were talking about i went i mean Hold this on, is a whole but i have to to stop you right now because i read an article yesterday can i know you're post- let me let me finish speak let me explain why we started talking about it now she's taking the reins of the whole show let me get into it then tell me <laughs> let me do my job thank you okay so listen you were telling me that uh, the subject of diamonds came up because I have a friend. I won't say her name. And it was not me. This is not like a friend who uh, bought a diamond tennis bracelet via a wholesaler here in Miami. 
and she didn't like the bracelet and got into, I mean, what she was describing to me to return this bracelet, which by the way, I said to her, they're never going to take it back. It's a wholesaler. Who do you think you're dealing with here? This is not, you know, TJ Maxx. It's thousands of dollars there. It's not like that. You can't return it. Somehow she did, did get her money back. But let me just add, it was full uncut gems. If you've seen the movie Uncut Gems, the way that she described going into this little room, because, you know, it's full of diamonds there. They have a big lock on it. There's a guard outside. I would have been too scared. She went by herself. I don't know if I would have felt comfortable busting into some, you know, one of our old uh, relatives from the old country, mom, selling diamonds in there. I wouldn't have felt comfortable. The point is, you were telling me to tell her that Costco sells Tiffany diamonds. And I... I didn't say Tiffany diamonds because this is where the problem... I said from the same like uh, mine. This is... Listen, you can Google it up. They, there is, People get diamonds from certain areas. And I read years ago that Costco and Tiffany's get their diamonds from the same source. But hold now, on a minute. There's quality, you know, there's a difference, obviously, in the diamonds, if this is even true. Continue. The thing was that there was a lawsuit about eight years ago that Tiffany sued Costco because Costco used the word Tiffany on their own diamonds. The truth is that when you took both diamonds, the one purchased at Tiffany's and the one purchased at Costco, and the price difference fluctuation was huge, and you just took it to, let's say, a gemologist, he couldn't tell the difference. He, let's say if he, it's the same grade and color, etc. Uh-huh. He could not tell this came from Tiffany's and this came from Costco. That's why years ago they used to say, if you need an engagement ring or anything like this, the smart choice is to go to Costco and purchase it. Okay, now I'm going to say a couple things because I did some research last night. Uh, one thing I will hand to Costco is that if you go like even on the real real and look at diamonds, a lot of them, which I didn't even realize that I'll just say this are laboratory grown lab grown diamonds, which I said, well, I'll just grow myself. I don't, you know, bring it to me from the earth. I don't want it grown, you know, by the way, they cost nearly as much as the, uh, you know, natural diamonds are expensive. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless. Uh, the article that when you Google Tiffany's and Costco, the very first thing to come up, which is what you found yesterday, was something from uh, last July. Tiffany and Costco settle eight-year lawsuit over fake Tiffany rings. And what this was saying was that Costco was selling rings that said Tiffany's inside that were not real. No, no, so, no. That's not what they said. Engagement. Said. Hold on. Let me read it. Tiffany and company has settled its more than eight-year lawsuit uh, of Costco infringing its trademark and counterfeiting for selling generic diamond engagement rings bearing the Tiffany name, mom. Exactly. That's exactly But they weren't Tiffany's. You don't understand. They were never Tiffany's. But the mistake that Costco had was that they advertised it as a Tiffany ring. And that you're not allowed to do. Well, I'm reading here now that the reason why Costco, I'm not seeing anything about the mines. Send me something about the mines because mines are not brought up uh, here in this article. I have something from ABC News. I'll send it to you. Okay, I'm loving this. Here it's saying that the. <laughs> see, see why I don't want kids? I'm not going to deal you with understand. this. I know. I don't, don't want to deal with this. Here. <laughs> it says that uh, Costco acted in good faith and that the reason why they were using Tiffany's wasn't because of the diamonds, it's because of the setting. Because, you know what? They the famous Tiffany setting, like the classic exactly. engagement ring. Right. 
So they say that 3,300 customers bought quote unquote Tiffany set rings at Costco. Um, they, they settled the dispute eight years and it's over, but show me, send me the mines. I want to see it. Cause by the way, I went and hold on. I went on Costco's website. Their diamonds are a shit ton of money. They're expensive. I'll say this. They're more expensive than the ones my friend got at the uncut gems, you know, underground place. They, there was one difference between your friends and this. When people buy here, they don't return it. <laughs> your friend, there That's was true. a reason why she returned it. Okay. Yeah, and you enough. showed me the picture. I admit it's very, very hard, you know, to see anything, you know, when you have like a tiny little photograph to tell even if the bracelet is pretty or not. It was fine. Uh, but exactly. Yeah. But she returned it. There was a reason. She was unsatisfied with it, probably from the moment that she took it away from him, you know, from the moment of purchase. Well, let me just put it this way. And actually, I have a fun update. You know, when I don't ever buy things worth that much, like I just for me, the fun for me is in the hunt for the bargain. You know, uh, I have, I think, financial guilt where I just and I wonder why that is. But, you know, my friend is Jewish, too, so I can't even say that. But I have financial guilt. And, you know, a couple of days ago, I spoke on the show about going with her to this place and trying on um, a Rolex and like really, you know, it's amazing how you can put something expensive on your body. And my brain almost flash forwarded run Lola run style. If you know that reference, German film to like, here's me on in my Rolex on a yacht. Oh, I'm going to be in London with my Rolex in Mayfair. You know, I could picture my, my wrist, not even me, my wrist in all of these beautiful, fancy places with this beautiful, very expensive watch on. And uh, all of you very kindly, it's really funny. Everybody was like, get the watch, get it. You deserve it. Get it, get it, get it. I went back with her two days ago to look at it again, just, you know, to get a read on it. And I, mom, you know this, because you got to feel the energy with that much money. I need to visit it at least eight times. I'm not busting out, you know, thousands of dollars unless I know it's got to be like getting married. I have to know that's the watch I'm going to keep for the rest of my freaking life. That's the one. The one. And I went back and I tried it on and I didn't feel it. Isn't that funny? I went back and I looked at it and it was like the magic was gone for me. I don't know what happened. I took another picture of it. And so I'm not, in fact, buying that Rolex, but I am now thinking not a Rolex, but I would like to get for myself an everyday watch that I can wear and be proud of is what I'll say. Oh, but right. maybe That's not for good. so much money. I mean, it was so much fucking money. And then one of our listeners reached out and I won't say who, but her husband works in watches. She was so friendly and kind to reach out. She said, and I'll give all of you, see, you get financial tips here. You think that you're paying for this, but you're not because it comes back to you. Uh, that she said, her husband said, that it's a good time to buy a Rolex because um, the market is dipping at the moment. There's like a, a lot of them being sold right now. So the prices are going down. So if you're in the market for one, which I don't think I am anymore, but now is a good time to buy. And I was talking to my friend Dave last night, who uh, we know from the show because I stayed with him. He was saying part of that reason is because all of the crypto bros who That's bought right. their Rolexes are now eating shit and they're selling their Rolexes, which I think is funny. I don't think it's funny. I never understood this crypto thing. I asked that if he ever touched a Bitcoin. I said, did you ever, did it beat you? Did you ever see? Did you ever touch it? I, I mean, it's just something, this is so outrageous. But then, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't understand this kind of business, but it doesn't make sense. And to quote uh, Kevin O'Reilly or... Kevin O'Reilly, right? If it Mr. doesn't Wonderful. make sense, Mr. Wonderful, if it doesn't make sense, 
it doesn't exist or something like that. So by the way, going back to the diamonds momentarily, yeah, sure. Michelle, mm-hmm. I read an article yesterday in the New York Post that a couple, a couple lost the diamond engagement ring and found it in the toilet 21 years later. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this couple what? got engaged. Listen, this is getting much better than what I'm just telling you. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, they're somewhere in Long Island. The girl got engaged. The husband, you know, she got a beautiful ring, probably the ring of her dreams. Yeah. And um they go for some holiday to the in-laws. And the next thing she knows, she does not have the the, the ring on her finger. Then mm. looking all over, all over, all over, nothing. But what really got me here was that the house had a septic tank. Oy. And they say that they drained the septic tank looking for the ring. Now, I have to tell you, I read this about 11.30 last night. And there was a reason why I didn't sleep good. I think I was nauseous. It's to be disgusting. very honest with you. It's horrible. Anyway. They're sifting through this septic God tank. They what. cannot yeah. find it. And nothing, you know, she was very upset. What a 21 years go by. Oh the God. mother-in-law says, you know, I want to renovate the toilet, the bedroom. I need to change the toilet. And when they lifted the old toilet, the ring was wedged right in there. Wow. Amazing. Isn't in the that pipe, crazy? Like at the bottom of the pipe? At the but it was wedged between like the, uh, you know, somewhere there. So when they lifted it, they found it. Wow, that's amazing. It's a great yeah. story. But the thing is that they had to drain the septic tank and looking for a tiny ring. Excuse me. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I once had to dissect um, owl <sighs> excrement at Barnard. This is what you paid for, by the way. I <laughs> once I had I, to hear that. Yeah, I took an environmental science class. And we each got our own pellet of owl excrement and we had to sift through it and find the bones of the animal that it ate. And then we had to glue the bones to paper. This was, I was in college. Are you joking? Swear my life. And we had to name our voles. I hope you wore gloves. I didn't. And I had, I was eating chicken wings while doing it randomly. (laughs) (laughs) Was that the bone that they found? Is that the bone? Yeah, it was weird. A bunch of Popeye's bones. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, that was a chicken wing bone. Um, I don't like chicken wings. I never did even as a kid. You know, they are mostly miss there. They can be good. There was a place in New York. uh, It's still there on 79th street called Blondie's that used to have the best wings. My whole thing with chicken wings is they cannot be greasy. They have to be like on the drier side, if that makes sense. And not fatty like that and crispy. If they're and what crispy, about that barbecue sauce, which I'm not a big fan of? It's a of. buffalo sauce, I think you oh, mean. Oh, buffalo, sorry. I don't mind a bit of buffalo sauce. You know my famous Wendy Williams story where, because, you know, when Wendy was on the air, uh, I had a very dear friend who worked on the show, a few friends who worked on the show, and we all love Wendy. You know how I, I worship Wendy, so putting that out there. But she lost a lot of weight, and apparently she used to just eat um, nuts, like just put a couple, like peanuts or whatever, and then put mm-hmm. buffalo sauce and like mix it around and just yeah. eat that. And that oh. was, you know, it's very salty. But when I saw my friend, I go, wow, Wendy looks uh, incredible. What's she doing? You know? And he went, oh, you know, kale chips, shit like that. 
I went, ah, oh, kale chips. So anyway, I go on stage. She's there. She was always very nice to me for the record. And uh, I said, hey, Wendy, I go, God, you look amazing. You know, my friend told me kale chips, unbelievable. And she looked at me like I, she, I mean, I got to look like, what the fuck are you talking about? We did the segment. And then after I said, uh, you know, I mentioned the kale chips to her. He was like, I was joking, you fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's the end of the story. By the way, didn't you once find the rings? I know you, you told the story uh, when I had my corporate job, but I do feel like it is so related that it would be a shame for you to not just quickly retell it, especially and, for know, those I new listeners. I have to tell you because that could be a segue to something that Michelle Obama was on our panel yesterday. And she was talking that the first 10 years uh, when the girls were young, like uh, when when Obama became a president, their daughters were seven and ten. And for 10 years, she did not have a good marriage with the Barack. OK, but you know what I find interesting about today's episode? You're really taking the reins to host. I'm I would have gone there with you. Well, hold on. But... It's leading to the diamonds. To your it's ring story? To the... Yes, it's okay, leading to so the ring story away. because there is no way that every couple lives in a bliss forever and ever and ever. So that's, that I like that Obamas, she was honest. Yeah. No, that even the Obamas, when we see them go, wow, look at this, a hot couple, you know, the two lawyers, you know, educated, hot, successful. And even they have, you know, ups and downs in their relationship. And the reason I'm bringing it up is that I had, we had friends, Daddy and I, that had a lot of up, more downs than ups. And uh, the girl, my girlfriend, was a stunning girl. Anyway, she used to fight with her gorgeous husband all the time. And one time they came from a party, and I don't know what kind of fight ensued in the car. She took all her rings, most of them diamond, and hurled them out of the car mm-hmm. in a fit of anger. When she told me the story, I'm going, wow, where was this? And she told me more or less the mm-hmm. town in Long Island, you mm-hmm. know, where that happened. And for years, for almost every month, if we pass by, whatever, I said, uh, let's stop here. Let me go look for your rings. No, screw it. I don't want it, whatever. A year later, she agreed. I said, let me knock on the door of this gorgeous house and, and say accidentally, you know, something, a child threw it out or whatever. And I found two of her diamond rings. A year later, Wild. in Pebbles, amongst Pebbles. I can't believe. And mind you, she stayed in the car. I was the one who went out. Well, at least it wasn't a septic tank. <laughs> no. Think of the bright side. <laughs> Think of the bright side. Now, no, but I used to be impressed. It was a manicured lawn. It was really very, very pretty. And uh, yeah, she got two of her rings. In fact, Wild. the third one that I could not find. It wasn't even, you know, it, it it was the least expensive of the other two. Oh, that's lucky. All right. Yeah. You know, you make a case for metal detectors. You know, too, you never know what's in your yard. You know, let me I mean. tell you, next time you go to that, uh, you know, the, this lovely resort of yours, <laughs> bring one with you. You know, it's funny when I was little, you would see like the cartoon of the old man with his belly out with that wand, you know, going over the sand. But thinking about it now as an adult, I bet that they have found some expensive shit with that. Because how many people lose their watch and stuff? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I bet you that they didn't find everything. There is still some stuff there. Oh, no, for sure. Because I haven't seen. Someone with a metal detector. I mean, I don't know if I ever have. I wonder what you probably, where where do you buy a metal detector? Let's look it up. Maybe that's a fun gift. That'd be a fun family activity. Metal, a target? No. Metal detector. Hold on. I'm looking. 
Uh, yeah, they sell but one here get, on get Amazon. Get a good long handle so I don't have to bend. Okay, $149, a bargain. Comes hey, with the headphones. You, if, you, if you find the Rolex watch in the sand, it paid itself. Well, listen to this. It's $149. It has great reviews. And it comes with a little shovel so you can dig it up. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? It is a little tiny little shovel. Wow. I think it's adorable. That's like a fun hobby. Maybe that's something I could see myself getting into. It would get me out of the house. I could walk. Can you imagine and if someone you, would... It, yeah. and, and it, you're not only, you know, like, uh, you know, pushed to do it in Miami. You can take it to Europe with you. That's a great idea. Yeah. Go to Bright, go. Brighton Beach, somewhere out in Dover. I find just like yeah, exactly. constantly find gold teeth. That have fallen out of their <laughs> rotted skulls. I'm like, oh my god, so many teeth on this beach. What's going on? Um, oh, really? Any other news? I'm joking. Any other news? It's a British joke. Oh. oh. So uh, well, I think what basically, I basically, you know, uh, basically, the, these are the news. These are the news. Couldn't have said it better myself. Anything else, Mom? What's, what's your New Year's plan? Um, well, we have two bottles of champagne chilling. Uh-huh. Uh, we already saw the most gorgeous uh, shrimp cocktail that, uh, you know, we are going to get. And we don't only get four shrimp. We like a lot of shrimp. And uh, that's what we are going to do. And then watch some TV and go to sleep. What Sounds do you perfect. think people do in their 70s, Michelle? I don't know. I really do. Well, let me tell you, not much. Uh, last thing, by the way, and I, I want to just put also just to promote something quickly, which is that I recorded a major New Year's Eve special with uh, probably one of the best people I've ever known in my life, Adam Rippon, who, by the way, has a hilarious podcast, which I did listen to as well, called Normalize This. He's so good on it. You know, it's rare that you have someone also who's not only funny, but such a perfect voice. Like his voice is so... um, He is a total package. He is a total package. No, but he really articulates everything. You know, you hear every... Uh, consonant. It's just a pleasure to listen to him. So go download his podcast. But, uh, you know, we launched a new tier, which I want to explain how Patreon works because people were going, but you just launched and now we got to do a new tier. You genuinely do not have to do it. We still are going to do the daily shows as per usual. So you're still getting what you paid for initially. But if you have the means and you're interested, there is now a new higher tier. This is how Patreon works. Every podcast, every show out there does this where they have different levels of how much you want to commit. So up to you completely. But we're going to be doing uh, this New Year's Eve special with video that I will be putting out tomorrow. And if you start it, and I'll put this in the caption too, I think at 9.40 p.m. Uh, Saturday night, we will count you down to midnight. Like, so if you press play at 9.40, I think we'll be doing, I mean, not probably to the second, but around the time of uh, New Year's. So we'll, we'll spend New Year's with you. Uh, but it is part of this new tier called the Hello Everybody tier. Thanks to my dear mom. And mom has signed on officially contractually to do episodes for the show and come on as a guest. We're, we're going to be releasing this one as a little bonus and also as a kind of end of your treat for everyone. Yes. Uh, but- I love your audience. I love your listeners. I love everybody. It's true. And so do I, I don't like that. You're making it seem like I don't, I love everyone. You know uh, that I do. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I didn't I'm- want to rope you in. I, I'm roped in, obviously. You love everybody. No, I, I really do. I always feel very grateful. And actually, mom, you're reminding me. Anyway, you can go sign up for that on uh, Patreon. They will not charge you twice. You just edit your pledge and it, they'll just charge whatever the difference is for the month. Because I know a lot of you are worried that you'd be charged twice. You will not be. Um, that being said, 
Go sign up for it if you can. And if not, don't stress because the daily shows also Abby, uh, We'll be co-hosting with us uh, for the first show of the new year, which will be Tuesday, January 3rd, because uh, everyone in the world is taking Monday off for New Year. So Tuesday, we'll be back with um, Abby. We'll hear all about Hawaii and everything going on with her. I know she'll have some great stories. So that's next week. And that's part of the normal, you know, um, Mish head from the old country tier. So don't stress. Also, I just want to say before um, I want to get into one last celebrity divorce before we wrap the show, but I want to say... Thank you to everyone, if you're listening, uh, for seriously, from the bottom of my heart, for supporting not only me, just this show, and and really me. Let's be honest. You are supporting me, and you have made um, an interesting year. I've actually had, looking back, knock on wood, I got to find some, because it's all Ikea furniture in this house here. I found a little frame. Uh, knock on wood. I actually have had a great year, but it's in large part uh, because of all of you guys for making this transition into this new show painless and uh, being patient with me because it has been a learning curve. I'm still learning. We have a new theme song coming up. We're going to have new artwork. There's going to be a whole big relaunch next year, which I'm really excited about. Um, We'll be bringing you more video content as well. So there's like big stuff coming in for the new year, but just for these past couple months, uh, I'm hoping that we kind of transitioned into this new show without any kind of a blip or anything, but seriously, you guys have made it painless and fun. Uh, and even the non-fun parts have been fun because learning is fun. See, I wish today's children could realize that it is fun. So I've learned a lot anyway. So thank you. And I want to wish you guys a happy new year, uh, and a wonderful happy new year, by the way, happy new year, everybody health and happiness. But PS Michelle, you yeah. said some couple is getting a divorce. Who are they? By the way, what's not going to happen in these future episodes is you're going to steer the ship because you're steering the ship. I'm getting to it. Oh, this whole episode, you know, this is the thing. You hand the reins sometimes to someone and they don't know. Let me steer the ship. I'm when I'm done with what I'm saying, we'll get to the divorce. It's here. Okay. Just calm down and relax. Uh, and I love you too, mom. And thank you for doing the show. But let me steer. Let me steer. Brittany steers. So thank you. Have a happy new year. Okay. Now back to the celebrity divorce. No, but seriously, just let me, let me do my job. You know what I mean? I've been doing it for years, but I appreciate you. And I love you. Uh, the TJ Holmes, Amy, I don't want to end this new year's episode with these two idiots, but TJ Holmes and Amy Roback, he officially filed for divorce. I mean, there's kind of nothing to say, uh, you know, they're doing their thing. Now you can speak. Happy new year. That's all you're going to say. That's not nice. (laughs) Now I'm going back to it. I don't watch Good Morning America. Were they on the Today Show? No, Good Morning America, obviously. Oh, Good Morning America. I Unfortunately, I do not watch TV in the morning. I read. And uh, I I don't know them. So it's kind of weird. But listen, if they found love with each other, you know, go for it. What can I tell you? That's it. What can I tell you? You know what? Who needs them? That's what I like to say. You know what? Who needs them? No, we need them. We don't need the United Nations. We don't no. need them either. Let's not fool each other. Come on. Um, anyway, wow. Oh. Look at this. You know, I need to get into real estate. I got to figure my life out. What am I doing? Anyway, I want to wish all of you a happy new year, mom. Thank you for doing the show. Anytime. Happy new year, Michelle. And daddy and I wish you and your brother and our whole family and the whole of the United States health, happiness, and wealth. That's beautiful. Thank you, mom. Um, Guys, don't forget tomorrow, my uh, Michelle Collins show, New Year's Spectacular, 
I had to learn, by the way, I nearly broke my laptop making the special. So, uh, just tune in. You'll notice there's like a, tr- um, opening credits. Those opening credits took me so many hours. And when I tell you that my laptop had steam shooting out of any open hole, it was, it took seriously took the life out of me. So enjoy it and, uh, absorb it. And I'll leave you with that. Thank you to everyone again. I want to wish you guys a happy new year. We love you. We thank you. And uh, mom, thanks. Love you. Love to dad. Hope Bye you everybody. Happy new year. Oh, screaming Bye. here in my ears. All right. Goodbye. Uh, Eric repair love for me. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. And then we'll be back uh, January 3rd. All right, everybody. Happy new year. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.